0: Welcome to the WFNY Cornercast, a podcast that takes an in-depth look at the Cleveland Guardians baseball team and farm system. Presented to you by the WaitingForNextYear.com network of podcasts. Here are Gerbs, Mitch, and Ethan. To the WFNY Cornercast brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network and part ...of the Winning for Next Year community. I am your host, Joe Gerbs Gerberry. Finally, finally, back on the mic with Dr. Mitch. It has been too long since you and I have been on here at all. And even longer, I think, since all three of us have been on. But Ethan has been on wedding duty and uh, finally got married last week. So, congratulations to them. That was last Saturday. Uh, And he has said he wanted to take this week to kind of get back into baseball... So I think he is going to be back on the pod to do some three-man uh, next week. But uh, Mitch, it's great to have you back. Uh, what have you been doing other than uh, watching baseball over this time that you, we've uh, been been taking care of things? What Are, are you watching other things or are you watching uh, just, just streamlining Guardians baseball into your veins?
1: I, I've been watching not just Guardians baseball. I've been watching a ton of baseball. I've had quite a bit of time on my hands i uh, i took a big board exam on uh, the the 22nd of may and uh, we just started school back up on the on the 19th of june so i had like this four week stretch where nice i had no school responsibilities and um, yeah i watched so many movies i uh i'm crushing the broken earth trilogy Are you familiar
0: i don't know that one actually
1: so the broken earth trilogy great trilogy of fantasy novels by nk jemison okay. it won so they came out i think in 2015 16 and 17 and they won I think the Hugo award for best like science fiction novel every year nice. like she just swept them back to back to back years maybe it's the nebula award it's one of the two um but they are absolutely like up to the hype they're like truly incredible and I'm not even a huge fantasy guy um, yeah but like for anyone who reads like and likes you know powerful human stories and also like doesn't mind fantasy or likes it
0: it's I'm awesome. a big fantasy person, being that I am now in I am DMing two and in a third D and D campaign. So you know that's basically where my life has been yes. since. Uh, if if Guardians Baseball is not on, I'm basically deep in the D and D lore. So uh, yeah, that is that has been my life. So
1: it's uh, I've never played, but like I have a bunch of friends who play, and it it seems like just like a lot of fun to kind of forget about your life and.
0: Yes. The escapism is really great. And luckily I do all of it with like close friends and family. Like I have one that literally is like family. It is uh, my wife, Karen, and her brother uh, and sister-in-law are in that campaign. So it's, it's nice to like, we can just like chop it up with friends, you know, with family. And it's like, it's nice little like safe space and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's like a board so game that
1: like doesn't end.
0: Like, yes. And I and because I am in charge, I have it built to where it basically will never end unless I want it to. So, wow,
1: must be nice to have that kind of power.
0: It's it as a person who has problems with giving up control, it's really <laughs> nice for me to have a universe that I do. So, I wish we had more control
1: over the Guardian season this year.
0: That'd be Oh, that's a nice tie-in. Thank you. Uh, good it was, a good, it was a good. Pull back. It was a good, uh, you know, the kite string on that one. I, you uh, know,
1: I listen to a lot of podcasts. I I've picked up the tricks, you know, there you go. There
0: you go. So, uh, yeah, things that we could control and wish we could, um, we'll get to uh, some news and notes since we haven't been on in a while. Uh, there hasn't been, there've been big things, but, um, the guardians are doing a little bit better. I don't actually have their record in front of me. I, I think, Minnesota won today. They're only a game back of the yeah. Central. Both games
1: um, won yesterday and today. So the Twins are 38 and 38. The Guardians are 36 and 38.
0: There you go. Yeah. It's, uh, um,
1: yeah. No. Yeah. The I feel like, um, you know, we've said it many times, but it does sort of feel like maybe they're turning a corner. I, I it hate feels to like say it. It. But, yeah. hey, they're on their longest win streak of the season right now
0: yeah i gotta say this is their first series sweep of the season
1: yep and they've won four in a row right uh, kind of sad that that's the longest win streak but uh
0: hey, you know you know we say it a million
1: it. we we say it like every off season or like after every season like terry francona's teams are always better in the second half than the first half yes we say it every year and then we continue to freak out like every april and may it's like something's gotta change what's the problem here and then like i mean I hate to be this guy because, like, everyone's panicked still. But I don't know. Let's let's see what happens. You know, it seems like yeah. things are going a little better.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm always a I try to be an optimist. I feel like I'm more realistic on things. I I love and hate that the team is in the AL Central mm-hmm. because it 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 allows them to always be in it, but it doesn't allow for them to get a real vibe as to where they stand in the major leagues, in my opinion. Yeah. You can always you can always say, like, at the end of the year, like, hey, we made the playoffs. Hey, we made the playoffs. And then right. it's, you know, you're – yeah, but you barely finish over 500. Yeah. Last but, year, know, not within anything, the obviously. Season,
1: I bet, like, if, you know, a team that played a really difficult schedule, say, like, the Rays – and the guardians finish with the same record which obviously isn't going to happen but like maybe you'd say okay the rays are a few games better because they play the tougher schedule i don't think like in my opinion it's always just like maybe just knock the team down a half tier right But like it does feel like you know they haven't been seen as kind of legitimate contenders for quite a while despite like consistently winning the division i mean they won the division in in what 16 17 18 not 19. They made it in 20. They did not in 21. They won it in 22. So, I mean, more often than not, they win the division, but I I think they haven't really been seen as a true contender probably since 2018. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we'll see. They, the first thing is, as you said, they got to win the division. They got to do it and it's very winnable and it's because they're in the central, which is nice, but yeah, I don't think they're going to be looked at as, as legitimate until they, they dominate a bad
0: division right until wow. yeah until you have well what was it the uh, somebody had posted uh a tweet in our discord that like every other division has at least a like five game lead and the al central is the only one that's below that and even then like i think most of them are double digit games yeah so
1: there's some fun division winners right now i don't know if you've looked around that much but um the Rangers are still in first place. The Reds are now in first place and they're uh, 40 and 35 and the D-backs are 46 and 30. So
0: the Reds are the, the Reds are the big one that you, but, you know, you got to be excited about. I,
1: I think the D-backs are pretty exciting too. I mean, I'm not a big like West coast guy, mostly just cause it's like too late at night, Yeah. but I mean, playing them, it just, they seem legit and it's, they do the
0: they, is- as a big fantasy baseball guy. Um, i have various uh d backs on my uh rosters littered throughout so i i yeah. am like i am excited about uh jake mccarthy has been has been playing really well since he got called back up he's like it's a deep league he's running all over it's a dynasty yeah. league so
1: nice yeah you need those
0: stone bases he's got 15
1: yeah. of them this year right but yeah no i mean they're they're just like corbin carroll's just been everything he's they been, possibly could have hoped yeah. for and then some i mean like we we're going to talk about it, but Jose Ramirez in his last thirty games he has a one fifty one WRC plus, and he's looked like Jose Ramirez. He's batting three twenty four, three 586 This is over again the last thirty games, one hundred seventeen plate appearances. Corbin Carroll on the season has a one fifty six WRC plus. Yeah. Um, he's been worth three point four WAR this year, and and they have a, a several other players that are worth uh, at least two. I mean, they've just been surprising yeah and it was great it was good to see them i I like that we get to play every team
0: yes i i, I do like the balanced schedule. It is yeah. nice to like have those unusual matchups and I do anymore It's like three and three, three each week so
1: it is kind of crazy. there really haven't been many four game series. I've I think we I think I think
0: Cleveland only played one against Minnesota.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, no, I, I think it's cool because like, I mean, I think we're baseball fans too, right? You're in all these right. like, fancy baseball leagues and and yeah, it's just kind of fun to get to see these players that you hear about if you're, you know, only a Cleveland fan, really. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. Like, I doubt many Cleveland fans would know who Corbin Carroll is if we didn't just play them and he didn't just, you know, crush us.
0: Right. Annihilate them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know happens again a guy a guy that's hitting for a uh, 156 wrc plus is probably going to hit even the best pitching no matter what yes so. and
1: he'll also regress because that's what players do
0: but he'll right. uh, yeah, come down yeah. to earth but still you you take what you have what you've gotten from him and you're going to accept it and like it and be excited about it that's what yeah you have. So he banked it
1: he banked he it. did
0: yes he's got a lot of that that's the like um what was it dude? the i remember hearing about it the very first one was the Kevin Euclidus when he like was flirting with 400 at the beginning of that season. And it's like the gambler's fallacy that like the luck has to change. It's like, does it though? And like, it does. And you are always going to, you know, more often than not have some sort of regression, but those stats are, are banked. You know, like if you have a bunch of hits in the beginning, you may, you know, you may regress a little bit, but you still have as good of a chance as getting a hit, you know, later on in the year.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely like a gambler's fallacy thing. And that's why we have the other stats to look at because it's not like coin flips where he's just hitting like seven heads in a row. And we expect that to go down. Like, But at the same time, like his, his batting average in Bolson play is very high. He's outperformed his stack has stats pretty significantly, but that's 3.4 war that you can't, can't take away. So um, yeah, just, Im- just impressive start for a, for a rookie. And it's like, you know, it's national league, so we can root for the rookies. Not that yes. any guardians rookies are necessarily looking like, uh, like rookie of the year front runners. I mean, we can certainly talk about
0: it. I was going to say that the pitchers have been great. They have been for being, for being rookies and having a, a you know, I mean, I think Bybee only has like one or two, years on his fan graph page of like major of like uh oh, pro shit. pro seasons under his belt so he's
1: been a ridiculously impressive but like hunter brown has been really really good and he's pitched yeah. a full season for them and Taj Bradley as well um so it's just like Bryce Miller's also been ridiculously impressive although less so lately um yeah this is crowded field and that's just the pitchers I was just, like hitter wise um, we also are looking at like Luke Rayleigh has has a 161 WRC plus for for uh, Tampa and Josh Young is 126 at shortstop. Um, you know for a really surprising Texas team. So like this is a crowded field of AL rookies. Yeah. Like Bibe and Allen could pitch their way into it, but uh, right now it's not looking like yeah. they're potential candidates yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. They're, just, uh, you know, they came up hot, started to get figured out. Now they're striking right. back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're getting, they're getting that swap. Plus, you know, Bo Naylor's finally up as we can get into that. And yeah, I hadn't predicted for rookie of the year at the beginning of the year. It obviously is not going to pay out that way. Probably uh, unless probably. he goes badly on us. He he would have to go full nuclear launch codes. Yeah. On everybody. But, I don't think uh, exactly.
1: No offense to Bo Naylor. I love Bo. No,
0: I don't, I don't I don't think he's got he's, I don't think he's got the rushman uh in him so no. So it's been great catching up on uh, what is going on in the Major Leagues. Let's look at some of the news and notes of uh, for our Guardians. Um as you mentioned uh Tristan uh is down for a little bit here. We don't know what uh we know he has a UCL sprain in his elbow. Um he is going to be shut down for uh, at minimum four weeks, possibly up to six weeks before being reevaluated evaluated again. Um, he had good comments as to, I'm not worried about it. I think it's not that, you know, not that big. I was still throwing all the way through. He just felt like it was a, a pinch. It That does feel a little kind of, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors-y there um you know but uh right
1: yeah no he's always tristan mckenzie's
0: always gonna polish
1: whatever he says
0: right no one's gonna say like yeah it sucked it hurts a lot and i'm not gonna you know
1: yeah i mean if it if it was very obvious like a pitch happened and like they heard a snap or something like that's one thing But like it does seem like this could still be mild uh it's not a guarantee that he'll get tommy john surgery but like At the same time, it's a balance, right? Like, if you're confident that he's not going to get Tommy John surgery, then he's not going to get Tommy John surgery. If you're, like, 50-50 on whether or not he needs it, it's, like, we could wait, and then maybe he doesn't need it and can pitch this year. But if he does need it, then that is added on time to his rehab. So it's, like, wiping
0: out You're wiping out future years now, yeah.
1: Exactly. So it's, like, if he needs it, he should get it. The right. question is, does he need it, and like, what are the chances that he does need it? And obviously, as you pointed out, like, we're never going to know that information.
0: Right. Yeah. They're they're not going to be like, yeah, this is what we know, Zach Miesel. Here we go. Here's here's the notebook. Open it up and read all you want and print everything.
1: Yeah. No. I think uh, the Stephen Kwan leaked diary is a pretty
0: <laughs> blue moon
1: uh, situation. I don't see that happening again in this case. Wow. What a what a weird day on the internet that was. Yeah, that was, that was strange. And like, I would not have expected that to happen to Stephen Kwan too. He seems so mannered.
0: He does seem a little buttoned up, you know, like he's, he's loose when he needs to be, but he seems like the kind of guy that wouldn't let that stuff slide out. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like he, but uh, you know, everyone makes mistakes and it. Like ultimately, like, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just surprising.
0: Yeah. Uh, But getting back to Guardian things that are happening right now, uh, Gavin Williams is up, uh, taking Tristan's spot in the rotation. He pitched yesterday. Kind of mixed results a little bit in his first start. It's his first start, so I can't really, you know, make any... We're not making any sweeping judgments on anything. Um, A lot of us were watching the game on our uh, Discord, and um, he seemed seemed amped. Uh, He was hitting a high 90s on his uh on his fastball which he has the 100 101 that he can uh pump in there but the command seemed to be off a little bit for Gavin yesterday um he just wouldn't didn't have the feel for getting the fastball in the zone um he was just nibbling on the outsides of it which is to be expected it's your first big league start and you know you're excited but uh he's going to be gonna pitch well I, I really I don't see an issue with Gavin going forward. Uh, I think he will come up and play up. I, his, some of his, uh, he got his first key on a slider that just absolutely, like, what do they call it, bow locking? Like just diving out on, on guys. And, and his changeup is sitting at 90, 90 miles per hour, which is just ludicrous for a changeup to be that fast. Um, yeah
1: i mean in the first game like he didn't get as much swing and miss as we were hoping but like you said he just wasn't executing pitches for large swaths of his his outing like if you look at his zone percentage and in that game and compare it to league average it was actually higher than league average but the problem was he would he would come out and throw four fastballs out of the strike zone and then maybe he would you know he locked it in later but like the problem was he bunched up his his lack of command and you know I think we can pretty confidently attribute that to nerves or at least a lot to nerves right he's not he's not a command artist he's not gonna be like a early career shane bieber up there ever right at least not for a long like if he does he is like a self-actualized ace at that point um but yeah until then he, he, he's gonna walk guys it's just you hope he can get the chases you hope he can get the whiffs um it's one game, but, uh, you know, look for that next time. That's like the thing to watch is, is our guys chasing his pitches. Is he consistently, uh, getting ahead of guys, um, rather than just, you know, l- you know, losing guys, just losing focus for a while. Um, and he, and he does, he, he is susceptible to the home run. Like that's going to happen too. I mean, that's what happens when you throw whatever 55% fastballs. uh um, right. and you're pounding the zone. Which he did again, like he pounded the zone at times. Other times he couldn't hit this broad side of a bar. And right. Yeah, it's just something to watch. It's not what we were hoping for, but it's not like it was terrible.
0: No, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad start. It was a decent first start. So yeah. Which is, you know, you have to you always have to have your first. And I would say and, the stuff
1: was as advertised. Like it looked yeah. it looked really good. Like the pictures just all looked excellent.
0: The yeah, the the fast like the the speed was there, the breaking stuff was yeah. unhittable. And did
1: you see that first gif on pitching ninja like his first career? K
0: oh, uh, yeah, no, I put it in the uh, I, I put it in our in our game thread when it came up. And uh, yeah, that uh, 98, 98 98 98 changeup on the absolute corner of the opposing batter's box to yeah. a right, like left handed batter, yeah, huh, yeah.
1: 89, I think.
0: Was it 89? I thought, what did I say? You said 98. Ah, well, yeah. Great change up, Yeah. Like, yeah but,
1: but yeah, that was nasty. Yes. Nasty. And like, yeah. I mean, hopefully he gets, you know, his command and he gets more comfortable. And, you know, between him, Bybee, and Allen's, like exciting, not just for this year. Like, we've got a lot to look forward to.
0: Yeah. And as I mentioned, it was his first start. And uh, we had somebody else get a first hit yesterday. Uh, Bo Naylor uh, got called up on Saturday last week. Uh, started. Did he start Saturday or you Sunday? He started Sunday. He started Sunday. He started yeah. Sunday for Tanner Bybee's start. Um, got his first hit, uh, in his game, uh, the game yesterday, Wednesday. Um, it was a big hit. It was, it was big late in the game. Uh, and, and helped, uh, help get them an extra couple runs there. Um,
1: Gave them the lead, right? Like ultimately, like it led to. I think he
0: scored the. I think he scored the the winning run. Yes.
1: Yeah, the go. Yeah, because Quan was up next, or maybe in two batters, probably next, and then hit that hit that ball down the line.
0: Yes. Pretty Um, exciting. Yeah. No, and and there was video of Josh just absolutely beaming, like in the in the dugout up on the top step, and that's that's what you that's what you you know. As a baseball purist, that's 100% what you need and what you want as as a guy. And that's – I think both of them being in the clubhouse right now in the locker room is just absolutely fantastic and exactly what Bo needs because as much as he needs learning at this point, going Sunday, Tuesday, and then most of Wednesday with no hit, like – needs that big brother to help him out a little bit and, you know, tell him to calm down. And, uh, and speaking of, he was, he's looked better at the plate, he was, he started out looking really rough he has a over 14 plate appearances. So obviously, you know, super, super small sample size, uh, but he has a 14% walk rate, but a 35% K rate right now. Yeah. Um, He's just not getting the 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 contact that you want, but he, the the eye is there. He's he's you know he's seeing the ball well enough to to lay off the the real bad pitches, but um, yeah, there there are some swings that he it looks bad. I I, I looked at it yesterday before the game. Um, his zone percentage is like thirty eight percent. Like pitchers are just not. Giving him anything to look at to make contact with, just keeping the ball out to the zone, and and that's what's hurting him more. Is that you know he it's that major it's that weird level of major league pitching to AAA pitching Um, that's just it's just better. No matter no matter what it is, it's just a better level of pitching. And uh, what looks like it could be in the zone, all of a sudden dives out. And you're love looking and silly.
1: Yeah. No, he's um his big problem has been the swing and miss, um, which hasn't really been a problem for him in the minor leagues lately. Um, yeah, he's been very good at making contact, uh, coming up since um yeah, he had that one really rough year in 2021 double A, uh, but then he repeated double A and was awesome. Crushed uh in 2022. crushed triple A, wasn't swing and missing. Uh, but yeah, right now he just like, he, like you're saying, they're not going in the zone very much. And when they are, he is not making them pay. He is not punishing those pitches. Um, and like Evan Williams, like, like we just talked about, it's like the dudes in his fourth game, he hadn't gotten a hit yet. He was probably just a ball of nerves, you know? And, right. and hopefully that first hit, which was a solid single, um, you know, hopefully that kind of sparks his confidence a little bit, like gives him, you know, he can do this. He's, um, you know, he's a major league quality player. And like, we kind of, I don't know, we talk about these guys like, Oh, look at this guy in triple A, he's going to crush, but like, it's just not that smooth. It's yes. It's still baseball, but you know, it's so built up at this point and and these guys they are waiting their whole lives for this moment and they just don't want to mess it up and it's tough. So that should be a huge weight off his shoulders. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I can even equate it to this test that I just took. Like I took this test and like, I was scoring well on the practice tests. And, you know, like logically, like I took a practice test a week before and they said, if you take the test in one week, you have a 99% chance of passing. But like I took the test, it was hard, did not enjoy myself. And even though consciously I knew like, probably I passed, right? Like they, I trust those stats it still was just like, once you get that first, that, that, that sign, that, that sigh right. relief, really did pass, you can make it on the third year. Um, that's just such a, such a relief. And you, you just kind of like get this jolt of energy and confidence that I'm hoping that Bo Naylor gets after, you know, not just getting his first hit, but it was a good hit in a, in a big moment that ultimately led to a guardians victory. He is a contributor to the team. He can be, a great contributor to the team. And, you know, this is like, you know, the first step in, in really believing that or or really seeing the evidence of that.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think they have a good enough system right now to um, protect him. Obviously, uh, Mike Zanina was DFA'd um, to make room for Bo and, and others. Uh, there was, uh, they brought up Tim Heron, who hasn't, I don't think has pitched since he came up. Um, but they also had to uh make room on the 40 man for some of the uh not I don't want to say fluff guys but like Tuki Tucson who pitched on Sunday in in place of or, uh was it Sunday I don't remember Saturday I think Tuki pitched on Saturday in place of it was Friday. Kristen Friday you're right it was Friday um but then Daniel Norris also came up and they've they obviously had to make room so does mean they've got the got the cut. Um, Bo seems to be in line to be the C one catcher one, you know, the starter most of days, but cam is, is always going to, is always going to catch Shane Beaver. Um, and they, they haven't really been hesitant to put him out there. You know, Bo maybe catching four days, of, four games out of the six and cam catching, Bieber and another start. You know, Kim got today. Um, he'll, he'll Shane's pitching tomorrow, so he'll probably get to start tomorrow. And then um, it'll be Bybee and Savalle. Bieber is actually the only pitcher on the staff that, uh, at least in the starting rotation, that Bo has not caught in the minors. Um, he worked with Savalle a bunch. Yeah. yeah.
1: an interesting
0: note. Um, Savalle on his rehab. Was worked with Bo uh, at least two, possibly three times. Um, same with Tristan uh, before he got injured again. But obviously, course,
1: Bobby Allen and, and William, Bobby
0: Allen Ga- and Gavin all worked, you know, exclusively um, with Bo. Cal Quadro worked with them over the um, over the winter. Worked with them for the uh, WBC. So he's getting a rehab start. Um, I think tomorrow, actually. So he's on the road back. Um, Cal? Cal, Quantrill.
1: Interesting. I wonder what's going to happen to him. I don't know. Oh, I'd I, say Devin Williams back down. That doesn't seem like a, like a move for a team that's trying to win.
0: Hey, and Being that he was on, because Cal, I think I moved to the 60. So I think he's going to.
1: Cal did. I'm not so sure about that. Here, I'll check. You,
0: Battenfield did. I know oh, that. Oh, Peyton Battenfield did. Peyton yeah. Battenfield, I know, did. I don't know that. I thought maybe Cal. Oh, Cal's had, still so. on the
1: 15, as is Tristan McKenzie. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm assuming Tristan McKenzie will probably move to the 60 day.
0: More than likely. Um, but yeah, I, I can see a world where Cal still, because of the link, still even even though he wasn't on the 60, it it wasn't a weird thing for me to think that he was. I guess is that what I'm saying? So I can see where he's getting like probably three rehab starts, which is still three weeks but, away yeah so see what gavin has in this month and see where he's at and then maybe yeah. bring kell up and and swap out some of the Allen Bybee. you know rest him a little bit you know i, I don't know they're is- not going to
1: go with a six-man rotation which i think is kind of foolish but right um i get the flexibility of having an extra bullpen guy it just feels like okay we have morris we have curry each of these guys can go multiple innings like stefan well morris
0: is innings. morris got sent down too oh did he yeah i missed that um yeah Co- uh, cody did. went down for heron i think
1: i think you're right about that but you know there are guys who can go multiple innings stefan and 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 and, and curry. curry. um so yeah i mean we'll see I, I i still think a six-man rotation makes a lot of sense so you can get guys like alan Bybee. And right. Williams, all the way through the season, without too many pitches thrown.
0: But right, and you could you see know, a situation where Cal day. starts piggybacking in the bullpen or something like that, where they're only throwing, you know, uh, maybe they're throwing Ernst of all like two times through, and yeah, putting they, Cal could, in. they could
1: definitely piggyback, or even a, a Gavin Williams or a you know he could, he could be reserved for like hey our young starters not looking super efficient today, so like. Hey, Cal, you got to warm up and, and throw three innings. Right. Um, that would that'd be a valuable piece. I would love that. Um, I hope that's what they do, yeah. honestly. It's like kind of Cal a relief.
0: And, and, and he's done it in the bullpen before. He's, yeah. you know, he's not been, he's, it's not a foreign thing for Cal to come up and, and do that. So, again, I, like I said, I would imagine he's probably, they said, it, I think he's going to throw around 60 pitches tomorrow, or at least that's their hope. Um, and then they will see where it, that goes from there. I would think he would get three starts in the minors before he comes up. Um, yeah.
1: It, the, the Cal Quantrill thing is surprising to me because it felt like one of those injuries where it was like, all right, Cal, you're injured, right? Something hurts on you.
0: You'd, right? Yeah, you're hurt, right? Right.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: You exactly. you, you punch him right. in the shoulder and they're are like, yeah, that hurt. That is that where it is? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, man, that hurt really bad. Oh, you it's heard great.
0: it, guys. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they just like put a bunch of potholes in the in the dugout or in the in the clubhouse and just like he falls on his shoulder. just like we're no one's looking right now. There's a bunch of potholes, just like you know what to do, Cal.
0: Hey, everything's like, fine. Just so. Yeah.
1: It's kind of what it felt like. So it's just kind of
0: Here's this really I mean, hard shirt right. to put on. We need you to Oh no, that's just sorry. Yeah.
1: Get him really angry and then give him Zach police Zack shirt.
0: Right um
1: but yeah no so it'll definitely be interesting to see where the pitching staff goes from here um because i was kind of shocked they brought up gavin williams right like it did feel like especially now that we know that cal Quantrill's coming back like you know it did feel like a hunter gaddis getting a starter to you situation
0: i i i mentioned it the day it was the day it got announced i brought up and i was like where is like I haven't because I, I I shut down for the the West Coast trip because I like I'm like I go to bed at like maybe nine o'clock if yeah. not earlier sometimes he says
1: 21 p.m.
0: right and I'm like I cannot do late games I'll I will catch up to this team when they come back and so my my brain just shut everything off for a while and um, I didn't know where I just didn't know what day Gavin had pitched on I'm like is this a possibility that he could come in up a pitch today or a pitch on Wednesday? And, uh, and then it got announced that day that he was coming up and I 100% was with you. I really thought it was going to be another, uh, Gattis day, yeah, a, like a, guy. a curry, a, a curry opener where he pitches two or three innings and yeah. then hand it off to whoever, um, and, and just get us through, you know, a Tristan like look as opposed to whatever, um, but and and then even more so, we're more so surprised when they said, "Oh yeah, Cal's going to do a rehab start." Like, yeah, I didn't even know he was throwing up, throwing bullpens. I hadn't heard anything from Cal, and now all of a sudden he's getting rehab starts. Yeah, so, no, um, that's
1: the thing we we're talking about for briefly with uh, Bieber and Cam starting for him. I wonder. I mean, like this is kind of where the 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 addition to the twenty six man of David Fry is like pretty helpful especially yes. because I was skeptical when, you know, he was in the minors and not catching at all right. that he would come up and catch for the major league team. But so far they have shown no fear in having him, you know, he started games behind him play. He's come in, yeah. you know, after pinch hitters. So I wonder, I mean, it probably won't happen tomorrow because he's not hitting yet, but I wonder if we'll see on days, Cam Gallagher is catching, you know, sometimes Bo de and letting and letting Cam be the backup catcher, not Cam. Sorry, letting uh Fry. David Fry be the backup catcher on the bench.
0: It's possible. Um, um, Bell had Bell had a home run today, that like was a mammoth shot. Yeah. So that's unlikely. That feels like that bought Bell another two weeks of DHs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it just depends on on yeah. you know, like the matchup, and you know, you can get. You can get Bell a day off that way, or get get Josh a day off that way, uh, or if Bo Naylor's hitting, you can lengthen the lineup. You know, um, it is kind of unfortunate. Just like the the flexibility of the lineup having two guys who really only can play first base or DH. Right. Um, it really does like commands that DH spot. Like, oh, someone else is DHing, someone else is getting a half day off. I guess that means Josh Bell's not playing today. And, but,
0: there's, and there's always the Sunday Jose DH while Tyler Freeman plays third. Yeah. So, like, well, that means Josh is, Josh Bell's not playing. Josh Naylor's, you know. Right, that means one of the day or whatever. on the bench. Right.
1: Yeah, and, like, that's less than ideal. I mean, when they gambled on on Josh Bell as a free agent, like, they were hoping for just, like, a cheap offense, right? Just like, okay, he, yeah, sure, he plays first base and not particularly well, but, like, we can get this guy in a one-year 16 and a half million dollar deal and like hits for like a 125 WRC plus. It's like we look like geniuses, lengthens like the lineup. Who cares that he only plays for space? But now that he's, you know, just kind of like hovering around league average, playing below average defense at first. Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely a question. Like if Bo Naylor does start to hit, like, do you want him in the lineup
0: most days? And there's a there is a sense to it too because you could put him there and say you are hitting today yeah you are not managing the staff you are hitting and that's what you could focus on today is watching the pitches what you know watching and, and working on that aspect of the game yeah and, and not wor- you know not worried about uh you know who what reliever is coming in you know and
1: that's a great sequence point. you've you know yeah, it's a great point like when Jose Ramirez gets the half days off and and plays DH it's it's really a physical day off for him like he's yes, he's older and they're paying him like a good you know a good amount of money so like giving him these physical rest days is important and obviously that's important for a catcher too but like the mental game and especially for a young catcher who's I think like it's kind of funny because uh, everyone made the jokes about Bo Naylor. Oh, he's not defensively ready. He has to work on this, like kind of wink, wink. Right. You know, like
0: the old the old I, Francisco Lindor. Yeah. And but, his that's the
1: thing. is like with Francisco Lindor, we all knew his defense was fine. Like, I do think like watching Bo Naylor for a few games, like his defense isn't the best, right? Like he is fine back there. He's, he, he's probably an improvement over Zunino in some ways, like you know throwing for sure
0: uh, he's gonna rock it
1: so yeah, yeah. the jury's is still out on his um on his blocking ability and like framing zunino is pretty good at it so you know we'll see about Bo. um but yeah i mean like i don't think that was that was bs i don't think they were like you know i i do think it was largely about zunino too like hey we signed this guy we have to give him a fair shot yeah because, you know, the next guy won't want to sign here if they think they're going to get thrown on the on the curb on May 8th. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I really do think like his defense is a work in progress and it's fine that he's fixing it in the major leagues. But it was also fine that they wanted him to try and fix it in the minor leagues. Right. I, I, I genuinely believe that.
0: Yeah. Um Speaking of defense being rough, this is not on our not on my list here. Organics better organic organic is better. This is, this is, you can, you can attribute this. We we talked about this. I saw everyone talk about it online. They went Ahmed Rosario is not a good defender, has not been a good defender for a long time. Mm -hmm. The broadcast today went in on Ahmed Rosario in a way that I've never heard The offense, the the home broadcast go in on a home player ever, yeah. The like the quotes being, let me bring them up because I didn't have them because I didn't I didn't think we're gonna talk about this, but I was I I want to like bring it up just yeah. It was
1: it was was selling to the tune right of like, you know, some guys have what it takes to play shortstop, and I'm not sure Ahmed does right. I mean that was
0: yeah that was it it was some guys have the natural ability to play shortstop i'm not sure he does uh when they talked about practicing to get better uh rick manning says well you can't develop what god didn't add wow like, <laughs> those are those are big those are big things and even like andre not was who's like as in the tank uh, for the players as you can be in that kind of a role. And you, you have, have to be. be. And you you have, have to be. To be clear, this is not a, a
1: criticism that, at all. Yeah, yeah that, that
0: is to not meant to be a slight for Andre. He, yeah. he he has access well beyond what we have. He's been Ahmed's home in... His job like, is
1: to maintain relationships with the players. Right,
0: 100%. Right. But job. even he was like, this is rough, guys. And when... When does this happen for Ahmed? When I mean, when, when does this move out of the everyday spot happen? Does it happen before the trade deadline? Does it happen at the trade deadline? Are we you know, getting to a, a friend Mill spot here?
1: Yeah. No, maybe this is me reading a little too much into it, but like the fact that Andre can say that and like not worry about it harming relationships like might mean that this is common knowledge. This is the common sentiment in the dugout at this point that
0: yeah, there are
1: good defensive shortstops on this roster. And then there's Ahmed Rosario in a different category. He is not right. one of them. Um, and like, this is like a very personal project for me because I think I have been banging on the Ahmed Rosario stinks at defense table for like three years now. And like, you know, I've been suffering in silence, like watching him, you know, choppily catch throws down to second base and like right. slowly tag the guy or you know have to reset his his throwing motion when he's throwing on the run and choppily bring his arm back up and down and right you know slowly transition on these double plays um yeah and now everyone's seeing it we've been doing it for two and a half years now and he had one today where he was going up the middle and it was a slowly hit ball and he somehow barely got to it despite the fact that it was slowly hit and he still had time to make a fine throw, and he just threw—he threw the ball twenty-five feet.
0: It just he, like, he spun. <laughs> he did like a spin move for no reason.
1: And, yeah, and he and he threw the ball twenty-five feet. It took like like one and a half seconds for the ball to get yeah. to to get to Josh Bell at first base. It was it was awful. And then you see him like later on in the in the game make a jumping catch and double up uh, the, the the guy on first. So right, my main point in bringing this up is like. It is not that he is unathletic like it is not that he doesn't have the physical skills he is just he has no finesse to his game it's like yeah i don't know he's so clunky he's just so clunky out there and you see you know ball ground ball hits a second base we're all like all right we're good like that's that's now right uh, you know Arius is at short we know it's an out and it's just like with Ahmed rosario it's like that ball is hitting that area like we just don't know what's going to happen you
0: gotta hold your breath
1: yeah um I don't know when they're going to make the move like we're kind of in uncharted territory here um they love their veterans I, I I mean it almost feels a little like Zach Plesak getting DFA'd right like yeah this was a guy who was like how are we ever gonna you know how is this guy ever going to be unseated like he had the one great year and he's a good innings eater or whatever like sure he's not very good but like how are they ever gonna get rid of him and they just did so it could happen tomorrow like we could we could wake up and see Ahmed rosario dfa'd or whatever that would not be the most shocking they would try to trade him obviously they're probably not going to dfa him just because they probably like want to maintain more uh like power in trade talks but like they could trade him tomorrow they could they could bench him tomorrow I actually take that back. I don't think they're benching him because, like, then they have no trade value. If, like, he's just sitting there on the bench, then everyone knows, like, they're looking to get rid of him. So we'll see.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one
1: of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at
0: bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But, but do you feel like the offense is like turning a corner a little bit? I mean, it, it really does feel like um, like they're doing better, but do you think it's sustainable?
0: Uh, I do. Um, I think the offense, as much as it has always been, um, it it goes with it goes with Jose, and even more now to this point. I think it also is starting to go with um, Josh Naylor as well. Um, this is
1: actually before we started recording, groups. We've they haven't heard about this yet. The last thirty games stats.
0: Oh yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> I have those here. Jose Ramirez in his last 30 games is batting 324, 350, 586, which is a 151 WRC plus. Will Brennan does not want to outdo the uh the superstar. So he is batting 341, 365, 549, also a 151 WRC plus. He and 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 Jose have both been incredibly hot. Obviously, Jose has more plate appearances, so he has been the right. more valuable player. But in between them, Josh Naylor. Wants to outdo them. He's batting four hundred two, four thirty four, five fifty seven in his last thirty games, or in the last thirty days, I should say. Um, one seventy one wRC plus, which it's honestly kind of surprising. It's not higher.
0: It's a little bit surprising. When I, I, I mean, I would have really thought it was like two hundred. Yeah, like two. Or, you're like batting four hundred. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just, like, the home run power still quite and hasn't quite been there. He only has two homers over the last uh, 30 games. But, like, I'm not complaining. Like, he has just been no an absolute dynamo. And, like, it, the phases of him just flailing at everything, just, like, going up there and trying to play hero ball, seem like they're happening less and less frequently. He had a game the other day where he had three strikeouts, and it, it really did look like he was pressing to try and be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean th- those those episodes have become fewer and further in between.
0: Yeah, he doesn't seem to be quite the hero ball anymore, which is nice. Um yeah. the, you know, trying to trying to hit a, a five run home run that was uh happening early on in the year. Um and as goes Naylor, so goes Jose, because pitchers just aren't able to you know, Walk Jose because now you're now you're having a really good base runner on the base paths. Who, while his stolen base numbers are lower than they were last year, he's still one of the smartest base runners. I mean, we had a podcast earlier this year where we talked about how he didn't he score from first on like a bloop single to right.
1: I think that's right. Yeah.
0: Like it, it, uh, there was no re- there no rhyme or reason for him to have done as such, but he you know he, he's just so heads up and intelligent with the way that he runs the bases that it, it's it's great to watch Jose play. And yeah. like I said, it it helps it helps Neiler and Nealer helps Jose because you're you're just you're keeping you're giving Neiler a. A guy on more often than not yeah and then when when josh is up you're giving him a guy who's running the bases incredibly well so
1: yeah no that's right and like um with regarding josh naylor like the big difference during this time hasn't been that he he isn't chasing as much he's still chasing just as much if not more than he always has but the difference is actually that he is just swinging at more strikes he is he is attacking pitches that he should be attacking mm-hmm. more than than he has for really his entire career, um, and it's a really nice development. It's like it's we usually call it the like Tim Anderson approach, where it's like doesn't matter that he chases because he swings at pretty much every pitch that he can hit. Right, he doesn't make bad take decisions, yeah. and that's like kind of where Josh Naylor has been lately. It's like you do not want to make a mistake to him because he will make you pay, and yeah. that's that's like. That's what you know, the Guardians' offense has been sorely lacking for as long as I can remember.
0: He's yeah, a dude who sure. just crushes strikes, and um, I think I was looking at—I I, might have been yesterday—looking um, at like zone percentages when I was looking at Bows and Naylor has one of the lowest zone percentages in the in the league. Is that right? Um, yeah, he's I think like tenth or something like that in. 10th worst or 10th lowest, however you want to put zone percentage. Yeah. But they're just, you know, he's he's attacking the pitches that are in the zone um and, and doing something with it. Conversely, you have Miles Straw who's seeing almost over sixty percent of pitches in the zone yeah. and just not doing anything with it. And also
1: over and I think tellingly over 60% fastballs is what he's facing. If you add up like yeah. all the four seamers, cutters, et cetera. Um, the only player in major league baseball who is seeing a higher percentage, uh, probably qualified, the only qualified player of uh, in major league baseball, who is seeing a higher percentage of fastballs is Mike Trout. Really odd,
0: but uh, weird.
1: yeah. Right. That's, that definitely deserves some digging into, I don't know, I doubt, uh, the effectively wild crews listening to this, but if they are, like they should talk about that because they love yeah. talking about Mike Trout and that is weird. But anyway, it makes sense for Miles Straw, right? He can't turn around a fastball at all. Right. Um, you know, I don't know why anyone would ever throw him a breaking ball in the zone because those are the pitches he can pull. And when he isn't pulling the ball, that's when he's getting into trouble. So Yeah. Like I
0: say, we I loyal loyal listeners of the quartercast will know my bemoaning of miles straws inability seemingly indifference of pulling the ball. And, um, last year was, I think the lowest of his career and it's even lower this year. I think it was a 26% last year. It's about 20. He's just not putting anything, any kind of authority into the ball this season. Um, and, and pulling it into the right field today. He almost had a, he had a triple, um, That was almost his first home run as a... uh, Seven out of 30 ballparks. Yes. And um, it was the first pitch that I remember seeing him, like, get a hold of almost this whole year. And the, you know, uh, when he's like that, you could just, you play him like he's a lefty. You play him shaded to right field. You can, you know... You can't do the, you can't do the, the Rover anymore in right field, but you, you could easily have, you did it last year and you could easily have done it this year if you were able to, but. um, I mean,
1: they said, they said today on the broadcast, they're playing him like a dead pull hitter. If he were left-handed like that. And yeah, I mean, if you're only hitting the ball, if you're only pulling the ball 20% of the time, I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but yeah, they can just play you in the spots that you hit it if you hit it in the same spots every time like right especially if you're not someone who just like is crushing the ball like at least with josh naylor who i think has this problem a little bit um but josh naylor like crushes the ball so it's like all right you know it's gonna go over their head it doesn't really matter where they're yeah playing it, but that's not miles straw's game for sure yeah so all right He's been disappointing. Um, we were all high on him coming into the season. So and then he started off well once again and 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 he just it just hasn't happened for him. He's probably a fourth outfielder going forward.
0: Yeah, I think if if well Brennan was healthy, I think you kind of gotta start starting him in center field.
1: Yeah, I I personally think I would start Quan in center field over Brennan. I think Quan's the better. Sure.
0: Um they but, seem to be hesitant to do that though.
1: Quan is just like mainly
0: left field,
1: yeah. And they 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 haven't really like been playing other guys there. But like Will Brennan can play left field, um, like that that can he can definitely do that. He's a career outfielder. So throw Arias every day out and right, um, and and I say this like I want it for Straw because I really like the way he plays. Um, Yeah. But as as long as he can't turn around a fastball, like to save his life, like guys pumping the same pitch, every, every pitch, an entire plate appearance, 95 mile per hour fastball inside part of the plate. And you just right. can't do anything with it. Yeah. And when you're at that point. That's when I'm starting to lose hope. Right. It's like, we all know what's going to happen and we still can't do anything about it. That's right. when it's time to make a change.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, and I do, I would like to see Arias starting more often in right field. Um, obviously, obviously, Well, Brennan has been so hot that you can't pull his line his bat out. But um, yeah, I I would like to see more. Obviously, like see more Freeman, like see more Arias, especially over uh, Rosario at short. But um, yeah, once they
1: once they remove Rosario from short, the whole thing opens up and everyone can get the playing time that we want them to get. Like we were just discussing this in the public side of the Discord today. Uh, You were saying like you believe that Arias is one of these players that has a hard time coming off the bench that needs yeah. to in their rhythm.
0: And, it, it, and you can just see it. I mean, like anytime you he, when he goes more than like two days without playing, he's just, he's lost that first game back.
1: Yeah. And he looked real lost today. Yeah. Um, but, but even if that's the case, like Freeman, even if like there's an a open everyday spot, like, I still, I still don't know if Freeman is still the better player for this year, like on this team, even if Arias needs every day. And like, we can't know that because there is a person occupying short, who is not going to be here next year, and is just not a particularly good player. Even, even when he is playing well, he is not the most impactful. Um, Right. Really fascinating to see what they're going to do.
0: You have to. You like. I'm. Tyler Freeman is going to be the same way offensively more than likely as Ahmed, where he's, he's not a power hitter. He's going to like, he's best serving you by getting four singles and getting on base a bunch. Yeah. And that's, that's what basically Tyler Freeman is going to do for you with better defense. Yeah. That's short, you know, And, and, you know, I've, I've said it, but you know, if Ahmed goes four for five on a day and they win eight to three. Yay. Like, but I I, I don't want to, I don't want to be sad about a win, but like, what are you, what else are you doing for yourself for the future by having Ahmed go out there and, you know, maybe get two hits. Like he has to have, he has to go four for five to be, uh, at an above average hitter because it's just not happening otherwise he's not hitting cool. home runs he's not like you know and
1: that's how he is he like gets all these hits and bunches but it's just right. like yeah you're, you're right i mean it, it's one of those things because he's in the last year of his contract and because they're trying to win like if he heats up they should play him right because they want to win and if he is if he is having these four for five games like often ish you know if he is if he is in one of his tears where, like, for a month he bats, like, 360, yeah, he should play. Like, I, you're right. not going to get any debate for me. As long as the Guardians are in it, they should play the players um, that are best, <laughs> given everything else, you know, like. Right. But, like, with Ahmed not being an impactful player and other guys in on the roster, on the major league roster, who look like, at the very least, could be impactful players down the line. Right. Yeah, I just I don't know. So it'll be interesting, and and you know it's possible. Ahmed Rosario just goes on an absolute tear and, and earns a spot, and
0: maybe even garners a little trade interest. Uh, who knows? That's what, that's what I feel like they have to be doing at this point. Is he was he cratered his value so much earlier on in the year by looking so bad that now that he's playing well, you are you have to play him to get. Like other teams, hey, look at what he's doing right now. He's hitting right now. Why not the you defense know? right yeah look at all these shiny things. pay no attention to the man behind the curtain
1: yeah, exactly to be clear in in the month of June he is batting three thirty three three sixty six three ninety four which is like you know the three thirty three is the flashy number um and like that maybe overstates how good he is but like the three sixty six three ninety four it's like know it's a 760 ops he's got a 114 wrc plus this month like you probably have to keep playing him right if he's hitting that way but if he's not like when do you stop and right you know and 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 you know when do you decide to pull the plug on on that and and really
0: you're creating these failure to launch situations with Tyler Freeman and Arius and eventually Rokio and uh, eventually, eventually, like Brito. like you know, it, it's where you you just you get to this point where you are so scared as an organization that they might fail that you just don't do it. You don't let them fail. Yeah, and it, it, it's
1: I I think we as a fan base. We fall into like old is bad, new is good. And it's like the devil we know is better than the devil we don't, right? Like that is a for sure. An awesome there, thing. And yeah. I think it's something that we forget like often as fans. But when the devil we know is playing out the last year of his contract and he may or may not be like a valuable contributor to this team, it's just like hard to, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to know. Like I'm, I'm someone who usually preaches patience and, yeah reason, but at a certain point, it's just like, you gotta make the move, and yeah, um, yeah it, it, who's, who knows when it'll happen. Okay.
0: Last, l- I, I, I agree with everything you said. Last thing we have before we get out of here, because it's starting to be late at night, and I already had an internet issue that uh, I'll have to edit out in the morning. <laughs> um, where are you at with a Shane Bieber trade? I wrote for the first time in, I don't know how long, that I'm I'm okay with it, that I think it's time that it's it needs to happen. I think that it likely will happen. Um, stating that just by control range, he's at a year and a half now. Um, this is when they do it more often than not. Um, I think, what did I say? Ed Clevenger had two years of control. That's why his hall was a little bit bigger. But Trevor Bauer was dealt at the same time. Where at at this time in his um, controllability, roster-wise, do they do they do it? Do they pull? And it's not even pull the plug on the season because even even if Tristan's out for the rest of the season, you have Cal coming back. I mean, you your your lineup, your rotation looks real young. But it still is... It's young, but
1: it's good. Yeah, it's got... There's great stuff there, and there's been flashes of brilliance with the youngsters, and then Savali's looked quite good the first two times through the order. We talked about that before we recorded, but the third time through the order, guys are... They have a 383 Woba against him. Um, Whereas in the first two innings, it's like 289 and 250. So, like, okay, you got Savali, who looks good like two times through the order. You got you know Cal the whatever the fifth starter devil magic that he has uh right. where he can eat innings and then yeah you got this talented uh young rotation that like can grow together um that said I uh I just don't see them trading Bieber I mean if they're one game out um which is what they are as of 6 22 2023 um, yeah i i just don't see how you make that move and like obviously the trade deadline is not tomorrow it's august 1st and if they are out of it on july 20th sure like please they should right. trade him they should see what they can get for him because you know as everyone knows two postseasons much more valuable than one that's why a year and a half that extra half year is more valuable yes. than like the first half of the year right um it's basically like two years for a good team. Um, so yeah, no, I think like if they're out of it or if it's not looking great or his trade value is looking really good and it's not looking great, sure. Like I think they should do it. I think it is time. But as long as they're, as long as Minnesota stinks, like, and we don't stink much worse than they do. Like, I don't see, uh, I don't see a Bieber trade happening just because like, you know, stuff is not where it is. Swing and miss. It's at a career low. He's just not yeah. getting lifts, even compared to last year when the stuff wasn't very good or compared to his peak, I should say, like the stuff was diminished. He was still getting swings and misses. He's no longer getting any swings and misses. And that's like the most frightening thing about this season right. for him.
0: Yeah. That's also, you know, baked into my worry of, and desire to try to get kind of get out of, get ahead of this for Bieber. Um, You know, just it's a lead balloon out there right now, his value. And and I think he's got a below seven K per nine right now. Yeah. Um, it, It, it's, it doesn't look good and you can, you know, there are teams out there that could use Bieber, even as, you know, he instantly becomes their ace, even with the stuff that he has, because you have guys like Baltimore that is, they're starting, you know, Grayson hasn't looked good this year. Um, he's actually still in the minors. Like your your lead guy there is Kyle Gibson, Tyler, T- Taylor Wells, um, St. Louis. You know, you've got Adam, Adam Wainwright being what should have been last year's final season. Um, Texas lost Jacob Degrom. Nate Ivaldi wasn't hitting like ninety three. Uh, you know, I mean, like Bieber can go to some of these teams and instantly become the ace as 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 bad as he's been this year.
1: So. Well, he hasn't been bad. The results have
0: still been good, but just like some of the stuff is concerned. The 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 underlying stats are showing that there are some issues.
1: Yeah, um, like. Only five qualified pitchers have allowed a lot of greater percent of contact in the zone, like contact per swing, yeah. uh, than Bieber. Um, and most of them are not good anymore or were never good. The only one, exceptions, Marcus Stroman, and he's a ground ball machine. So it's fine if guys make contact, uh, Shane Bieber, not very much not a ground ball machine. No. Um, guys are chasing less than they ever have against him. Guys are making more contact, as I mentioned. Um, yeah, it's it's not great, but at the same time, it's Shane Bieber. Hard to count him out. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's 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 a different when do you make the decision than the Ahmed Rosario stuff where it's like, all right, when do we not think like his potential value eclipses the value of like playing youngsters? Whereas for him, it's like, is he better than this? Like he definitely could be. And if he's better than this, then he's a super impactful player. Or is this, you know, are his results right now smoke and mirrors, and he's not going to get any better, and he's going to start giving up more dingers? Um, that could also happen. It's just kind of scary. Who knows? Yeah, but I don't see a trade happening as long as the team's close.
0: I yeah, I I don't agree, but it's a, I because I just I, I see it. This team does not generally look at one season in and of itself. And if they have the capability of adding to a, you know, depth wise, organization wise, I think they'll do it. Yeah. A- and and push the push the barrel down a little bit, you know, down the hill.
1: You're you're probably right. That's probably the real answer. Is that like if they're if they are sufficiently happy with an offer, right? Like it'll probably take more to pry him from their hands if, uh, you know, he is you know, in the thick of of a pennant race, right? Right. Um, But certainly there is a price that they would pull the trigger for. If he
0: doesn't get dealt, I look forward to the Zach Meisel column on August 2nd saying what was offered for Shane Bieber and what was turned down that will just surely incite Guardian's Twitter. Like,
1: how the heck did the Braves get Sean Murphy? Right. (laughs) But that's a topic for... Six months ago,
0: yeah. So, all right. It is now officially 11 p.m. Yes. Uh, as we are recording this, and uh, we have been talking for uh, entirely too long. So, um, even as much as, I enjoy it, I I love it. I'm I'm so happy to be doing this again. I really am. You can just tell by the, you know, joy that is emanating from my voice. Yeah, if you um, listen
1: past the weariness, you can hear the joy.
0: Right. Again, remember, um, I have two toddlers. It's summer, and uh, neighbor kids are over all the time. There's at any point in time, there could be seven people in my house, so uh, myself included. So it it just, I'm, I'm tired, just yeah. old, just old and tired. But it's it's fine. We're good. Yes, we love it. That's why
1: that's why we have to look forward to these one hour a week sessions.
0: Exactly. Um, and actually, if you are listening, uh, you can come and see me and the girls. We're actually going to be at the game on Saturday. Um, so if you are a CornerCast listener and want to meet me, shoot me a uh, a message or DM or anything like that. So, um, and we can uh, we can see you there. Uh, you can probably see me in a BreakingTea.com uh, dot shirt uh, tea.com backslash W F N Y will take you to the Cleveland collection. Uh, I'm going, my girls usually, I, I really do often let them pick what I wear. I will probably ask them which one they want to choose from. Uh, I have my Jose, Jose, Jose. Uh, I have also been wearing a lot of the, uh, the Josh Naylor all the smoke because those are the two guys that have been hitting so well. Um, but yeah, come out on Saturday uh to the game. We'll be in the bleachers uh and then more than likely in the kid zone. Uh but yeah, if you want to check out if you want to see me see my breaking tea.com tea and then get one for yourself, go to BreakingTea.com backslash w f N Y for those. So yeah, the cool, all right for, sure. for cool for Mitch, they are cool. I really like the I like the font. I like the the
1: Guardian's fonts, really cool.
0: That one's good too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah for Mitch, anyway, For sorry, myself, for Farmer Ethan, uh, the newly newlywed Farmer Ethan, uh, we say goodnight. Uh, be safe, be loved, go guards. Congrats to the farmer's wife.
1: What was it like to be there for historical
0: sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes?